Welcome to a very special episode of Blitzed, pure tour nerdism, featuring your boy Smivy in conversation with the recently announced replacement starter for Gabrielle Medina at the outer-known Tahiti Pro, Nathan the Hog Hedge. Fuck, this is a huge moment for Hoggy, who has had an incredible journey, not just in surfing, but in life, to once again be pulling on the CT Rashi at 43 years young. Uh, Hoggy will be uh, surfing alongside Olympic hero and local mad cunt, Michelle Berez, who will uh, be filling in, of course, for the injured John John Florence, lost somewhere on a leaky boat deep in the Pacific. As far as the world title race goes, this event, obviously being the last one, is monumental. Uh, Only Jack Robbo and Phil Toledo have locked away their spots in the men's. Ethan Hewing, Italo Fiera, Griffin Colapinto and Kanoa Igarashi all in with a chance of qualifying for that WSL Ripcore Finals. If uh, the cards fall a certain way, long shot hopefuls like Cal Robson, Conor O'Leary and the Poopos bros, Miguel and Sammy, they've got uh, long shots as well. But the Hog, of course, will be looking to play spoiler. Couple of little neat scoops here uh, with the replacement surfers. Now in, a reseeding of the event means that the Hog will actually be surfing not against world title, Aussie world title hopeful Jack Robbo as first thought, but against the GOAT, Kelly Slater and Phil Toledo. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? That's a combined heat total of 120 years, but you know what? You're only as old as the cunt you beat. In the women's, there are just too many different ways this cookie could crumble. But for us, Aussies, the dream scenario is Steph to hold on to fourth, Tyler and Isabella to somehow jump into those bottom qualifying spots. Of course, Carolyn Marks and Joanne Fay are locked in. That means Tatiana and Steph and Brissa Hennessy are the uh, three surfers who are basically at risk of falling out of there. With Tatiana, ooh, chokes. It's going to be a tough one to remove her. So really, there's just... Uh, Two spots for three Aussies. going to be a tricky one. Never know what could happen to Chopes, though. Now, before we get into it, big congratulations to Macy J. Callahan for making the final of the US Open and to all our Anzac Chargers over there ripping the Changers to pieces, sleeping in the same unit, sharing the same dunny, eating out of the same fridge. Love that camaraderie. Going to be fun to watch how that plays out again. Uh, special note also to our Soph McCulloch jumping up the ratings. Uh, on the men's side, it was a bit of a rout in the quarters, but Liam O'Brien getting a long overdue result there with uh, some points and flying up the ratings in a hurry on your Joel Vaughan as well. Chris Zaffis putting in a good show. Changes series starting to find momentum just like last year in the back half of the draw, but we'll be back with plenty more in a future episode of Blitz. Right now, it's all eyes on Chopes and all eyes on the hog. Hoggy, mate, welcome to the program. Uh, what a moment, getting the call up. Can you talk us through uh, the moment the call came through? Well, yeah, I just, I 
I mean, I'd sort of known because Out of Known sponsored the event once they um, got the naming rights um, for that. I knew there was a chance, but um, there was still like two or three people that had to pull out. So it was always just a maybe. And so we thought, why not get over there and just do a bunch of content and go get barreled and just do some amazing surfing Tahiti anyways and, you know, getting the comp will be a bonus. So, um, you know, I went up to Fiji and got some surfing and then went up to the Mets and surfed Ken Dewey's and I just pretended like I was going to be in the event and really prepared and, and did everything I could. And, um, you know, the opportunities presented and I'm here and I'm in the corner. Fucking incredible, man. I mean, so, but, but it, yeah, I found out Renato was, um, Renato from WSL. I was literally like not word of a lie. I was going to, you know, we'd go to the oversized section in Sydney um, airport to put your bags on the belt to go down. Yeah. I felt the ding, the ding on my phone about to fly over and, um, I got the message just subtitle confirmed. And I just, just grabbed, felt the ball back there and just put my hand up and said, yes. Crew looking at me a bit weird, like, what's this guy on? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, just high on tube juice. <laughs> fuck, how good's that, man? And uh, cloud break, no I can know, do is. Crazy. Oh, fuck, that's the ideal preparation. How are you feeling at the moment? How do you feel your, yeah. your tube technique? Uh, where's it at? Uh, compared to, I don't know, your, your physical prime in theory uh, in your early 20s and that? Well, you know, I mean, I'm feeling very tuned up. I mean, I think when you sort of combine the experience and age and maturity, um, you know, I've looked after myself physically too. So when you combine those two together, like I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. And, you know, you know yourself a little bit better. And, you know, like, let's face it, the waves, um, this wave at, Tahiti hasn't changed for eons of years, so um, it's the same <laughs> way. It takes the same, same commitment. Yes, surfing's evolved and changed, and, you know, there's talent that's, you know, over, above, and beyond mind-blowing what it was, you know, 20 years ago. But for me, you know, barrel riding out here has always been insane, and it's, it's the same discipline. And so, yeah, no, I'm in, in the prime. And watching Kelly win at the start of the year at Pipeline, uh, what an incredible event, what an incredible performance. Did that light a fire under you? Yeah, oh, 100%. I was just so inspired by that. I just, it was just incredible. I mean, for him to do that, I just, I definitely just got a lot of air in the tyres from that and it just made me feel like it was possible. And, you know, I mean, I'm 43, I guess he's 50. So, you know, there's a good, you know, seven, eight years there and, just knowing the belief and what he's had to do to, you know, keep himself, you know, fit and healthy, like to live that lifestyle. And, um, yeah, it's just, just super inspiring and just, yeah, it just made me want to better myself and improve and it just sort of quiet the noise down on the doubts and sort of more ramped up the volume on, I can do this and you're not too old and, you know, things are possible. You can not buy into the story, you know, once you hit whatever age you're too old, it's just, just all bullshit. Yeah, and these kinds of waves like Pipeline, like Chopes, uh, like Cloudbreak to a degree, they do, you know, they cancel out a lot of the high performance, uh, you know, aerial wizardry, uh, stuff like that. It's a bit of a level. Why do you think these waves favour uh, potentially a more mature competitor? Well, I think there's the, you know, there's, there's the read and the tube time and it's, it's, you need to back yourself going into these sorts of ways, and I think you get that over time and experience built upon experience. It sort of comes out, and um, you know, I mean, I made the final here 18 years ago, so it's all that, and I've been coming here since. So it's like, 
you know, you can't put all that experience on young shoulders. It's just something you have to do. There's no shortcuts and, you know, you get the relationship with a place, whether it be, you know, Cloud Break, Pipe, um, Tahiti, it's, you know, those heavy waves that you love and it's good you spent time out there and you've got that connection and those intimate moments where you have been scared or you have sort of had doubts and you push through that and, you know, you learn a lot about yourself when you face in those situations. That's what surfing does, you know, that's why we love it, I think, and that's how you grow as a human. And are you feeling any pressure though? That said, uh, I mean, how, how are you managing the the kind of mental aspect of this? You're going to be on show for a, a, a huge audience at the most crucial point of the year. Uh, yeah, where's the head at? There's been a few little moments where I've had to sort of um, step back and see it for what it is and keep things in check. Um, but more than anything, honestly, I'm, I'm just really excited at the opportunity and you know, I have had to remind myself of all the times that I have felt like this and. I know it's 2022 and there's implications and it's, you know, massive event, but I, you know, in some ways I have been in this position before, like I had one through the trial. I've, um, you know, had around three heat that I've had to surf and wait a week for a huge swell to turn up. I've had the number one seed, Gavin Medina, to surf against. You know, I've lived that. I've had to front up and, you know, and turn up, you know, like I've, I've been in this position before and just remind myself of that and like, you know, I draw good strength and confidence from all the times I did the trials. I did the, the trials five years in a row and fuck, oh, they're gnarly, mate. There's one spot. There's no prize money. Um, you just have to win it. And there's 16 gnarly guys in it. And, you know, I did that five years and I made the final four times. So, you know, I just remember all the performances I put in here and all the times and that just, you know, that gives me, you know, that quiets the mind down a bit and just to back myself and, now I know what's capable out there, and, and you know it's just um just about you know getting stuck in, rip right in. Yeah, fucking earth, I love that hog. Yeah. And uh, mate, how does yeah. it feel uh, the potential of, of playing spoiler in this event? Uh, I know that you know Kanoa and Griffin are in a a, a dog fight for that fifth spot, um, mm. and there's every chance that you'll come up against one of them. Yeah, uh, you've played spoiler in the past, I, I believe, a couple of times for and, and help people get to world titles. How does it feel to be in that role again? Mate, it's just put very simply, smash some dreams and create some of my own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. I... You know, I mean, I don't, I'm not fussed about who, what, where, when. Like, it's like when, um, you know, I beat Andy to Kelly won the world title. I wasn't thinking about. Kelly winning, I just want to beat Andy. So it's not really, I'm not, you know, I just want to put in the best performance, do myself and my family proud and, and get, you know, super bowed and be really committed and whatever happens implication-wise is sort of, yeah, I'm not I'm not focused on that at all, really, to be honest. I just, yeah, I just want to, want to just surf amazing and um, wherever the cards fall for those guys, like, they get an early exit, they go to get, go and practice at um, Trestles or, you know, I mean, they have to be able to do it year round and they have to, you know, the wild cards are a thing. Some other events, it's more prevalent than others. And this is one of the spots where wild cards can really, um, you know, stir it up and put a cat amongst the pigeons. So I'm hoping that, um, I hope they feel, they're going to know the hogs in the water with them, put it that way. <laughs> Amazing. And, uh, you know, you've, you've had some incredible performances out there. You've had a perfect 10 out there. Uh, you know, can you, can you kind of tell us a bit about, 
your first trip to the end of the road and, and, and how the approach to surfing that wave has changed over time. You said you've done so many trips there. You, you've competed there so many times. Um, you know, mm. how's the, the approach and technique developed at that wave over the years, over your time? Well, I guess early, early days I came with Rip Curl and um, I got to stay with um, Manoa Drolani's family. So I got an early introduction when I was about 18 and um, – just, I guess, the longer boards at that time. Um, and then the next year I came back with um, the Gotcha MCD contest, the big death bomb thing that I think Kobe won. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it was just mutant. It was massive. And, again, we were just on really big boards and there was, just, there was no jet skis then and it was just hardcore. So that was early first time competing. Um and then I won trestles one year and got the wild card for Tahiti and came over. And, um, yeah, again, I guess the biggest thing's just been like the board length. It's always mm. been super heavy. And, you know, I guess the approach was been shorter boards. Um, you know, I think like the talent wise, it was just as gnarly then. Like I'm talking, you know, AI, Bruce, um, Corey, Damo, CJ Hobgood, like just a few names that come to the yep. to mind, you know, Sonny. Like I was saying before about look, the wave hasn't changed and the, there's always been the gnarliest guys on tour out there doing the, the nuts and stuff. So, um, you know, not much has changed. It's still packed the biggest, thickest, deepest barrel. Whoever's going to charge the hardest still comes out on top. Like it hasn't really – the formula's the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just nut, nuts commitment and, um, you know, intimate knowledge and, and feel for the wave. Like, fuck, it's just – yeah, it's nuts. But – um. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess the backsiders are probably riding shorter boards and knifing in later, no hands, you know. Um, mm. I mean, I, I spoke to CJ Hopwood before I came over. I was looking at my quiver and asked him about that big, clean, glassy one he got, what he's uh-huh. riding. He said he's on a 610. He's on right. a 610. I remember getting a, um, a 10 against Shay Lopez in 2003. I was on a 66 Dahlberg channel bottom. And I spoke to Carl Rothman and um, oh, Nick Von Rupp, that last big paddle swell, and they were on thick six sixes. So, you know, I, I got six, I got a thick two six six fives. Whereas, you know, back in the day, I used to bring seven O Bushman, seven O Eric Alcala, six ten Dahlberg, six eight. So it was just heaps longer. Mm. You know, we get in early, but I guess you know that pump in the barrel or. I'm not sure. I remember six eight being a pretty good length out there when it was eight foot. I won't be, you know, won't be um needing to um. I'll pull out the six 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 five pretty quick. I think if it gets solid. Mm, mm. And uh, yeah. who are the you know who's the man to beat out there in your opinion? I think Jack Robbo's probably got to be the favourite, doesn't he? I mean, coming off, you know, how he's really come on this year, and everybody knows, you know, he's been dominating out there since about 14, 15, coming over and all those build long trips. I remember just seeing footage blowing my mind what he was doing out there and I feel like he's got like that Bruce Irons kind of Andy thing about him. Now he's clicked with the competitive mind and he's, he's worked out his formula. So I think he's, you know, he's kind of like what Kelly was back coming through pretty deadly. I think he'd be the, you know, probably the favourite coming in with just, you know, I've seen how much time he's putting in the water and, and um, you know, he's hungry and like where he's at in his life. Like, I think, 
yeah, I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. Mm, yeah, your opening heat, fuck, mate. It, one of the heats of the event, straight off the bat, yourself, well, Jack Robbo, Baron Mamiya. I've got some news for you. I was going to say at the start. Do you want to do you want to hear it first from Hog? Oh, not the news. Love to, mate. Give us the scoop. It's been there's there's been a draw change. Right. Yeah, John John Florence has pulled out officially. Yep. Michelle Berez has got in the Conf, the Spartan. Wow. So get ready for this. Hog's gone to heat four against world number one Philippe Toledo and oh. the Goat. <laughs> wow, gets better. The plot <laughs> thickens. Profit, yeah, so now I've got a chance to surf against Slater at Chofu and, and, you know, obviously the world number one. So I'm just like beyond a dream. I'm just, fuck, I'm ecstatic. It's just going to be where I'm at in my life and where Kelly's at in his career. Like someone said to me a couple of years ago, you're going to surf against Slater at Chofu. I'll just be like, what the fuck? Oh, we've and we're here. And I mean, you know, it's just shit dreams are made of. Like, I just can't. Like, I'm so excited about that heat now. I, I'd probably rather that than Baron and Jack, just just because they get the surfing against Slater and world number ones. There's so much interest in the heat. Like, I just I love it. Often. That is insane, and the potential to yeah, cruel yeah. Toledo's run. Uh, I mean, far out. I guess there's not a whole lot for him to to win at this event in, in any kind of rating sense. But fuck, the, he, there's some pride on the line for sure, and uh, you know he's, he's going to want to. A strong result here heading into the the showdown. Um, far out, team out and known, just paddling rings around the young Brazo. That's pretty skit. It's going to be pretty nuts, eh? I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, the heats against Slater, you remember, for your lifetime, and I've had three of them, so it would just be, you know, I'm just stoked to be able to, you know, be able to surf in such a quality, world-class, probably one of the best, you know, the best way for me, like, to be able to have that opportunity. Let's let's be real. It's not going to happen for me at some other beach break or some other stop on tour, maybe one or two of the other ones, but this is the one I'd pick. So, fuck, what a dream. Oh, mate, I tell you, there's surf fans uh, all over the country picking their jaws up off the ground right now. That is a fucking bombshell. That is incredible news. I can't Big believe a. that, mate. Yeah. That's bullshit. Wow. Yeah, it'll be fronting up. It'll be changing tomorrow, I guess, on the... I just heard it here today, so it'll probably change on the draw officially tonight or something. And the Spartan in the draw, I mean, fuck, that's popular. He's uh, He is packed yeah, in with nuts. the best of him over there. He deserves his spot. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, he's in his backyard. Yeah, see. And in terms of a dark horse, like, uh, you know, who are some of the guys out there who really have the potential to, to go uh, deep in the draw? Um... Probably the wild card today too, Kalani Vast is you know, he's put on such amazing performances and he's pretty well rounded and he's um hungry and yeah, I've seen him compete today in the trials. He's good, really good. Um, you know, he's on the challenger series, whatnot, but hasn't really he's put lots of episodes up and clips and stuff of Shoku, but um, you know, I think you know, he's in natural con S, nothing to lose. I remember being his age and being in the con S there's a lot of Best Australian, he's going to be pretty fired up, the young man. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Have you had a look at the forecast? I was having a squeeze before. It looks like there's something around the, the 16th, 17th uh, of August, halfway through the waiting period there. Uh, what's your take on, on, on the forecast? What, what can we expect, do you think? Uh, 
Yeah, I think the first couple of days looks a little bit touch and go, so-so. And then, but the good thing is the wind cleans up a fair bit. And then there might be a day to run or day and a half um, with some decent period. Maybe not that big, but good, good clean choker. And then um, the exciting thing is the back half of the contest, you know, depending on how many days to run. And I think one of the bigger days has some shitty wind at the moment, but there's two days either side of that that look pretty sick. Be like six foot and good. Oh, Amazing. So, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it looks. You know, it's a bit sketchy at the moment. But there's at least a couple of okay days, like maybe head high, like good four foot. You know, but sick clean. And then there's a couple of days that could really, really fire right up. Like you know, yeah. Mate, and uh, I mean, you've been... how... sorry, yeah. go on. No, yeah, just depending. You know, it's still a bit far out. Yeah, and, and you've been such a patriarch in this resurgence of uh, Australian surfing where, you know, fuck, man, in the space for a year now, we're counting multiple surfers in the top five. Uh, we're looking pretty strong on the Changers too. I mean, how does it feel to be in an event now where you, you could even end up playing a bit of a spoiler for Jack Robbo, Ethan Ewing, Callum Rolfson? You could end up knocking one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm supposed to see things shift back towards the Aussie soil and, um, you know, there's a bit of a lag there for a while where we weren't, you know, seeing the Aussies up in the, the pointy end of the rankings, but it's, uh, it feels good. A couple of, you know, Australia's best talents had their breakthrough wins and, you know, it feels like it could get back to when, you know, the domination was there from the Aussies, you know, Mick and Joel and Trent Munro and all the guys that we were, you know, right up in there. A couple of years we finished in the top 10 collectively and, you know, it's just like about a third of the two of the Aussies. So, it's, yeah, no, it feels good, mate. I'm just excited for the future. And you know, good good lads, you know, good good representation of our country and, um, you know, for what we stand for. And good, good fellas. Will you be continuing that mentoring role, like now that you're in the CT event? Have you been talking to the lads? Uh, I know a lot of them have flown over early. Uh, has there been any kind of exchange of advice or tips? Yeah, we've had a, like a little surfing Australia's come over and Kingy, and um, we've had a little camp going on, sort of prepping for for the Olympics. And um, yeah, there's a really good posse going on. I can't say exactly what's been going on over there, but you know, Conor Leary, Jack Baker, Ethan Ewing, Jack Robbo, um, and Callum, um, Steph, and Tyler. Um, yeah, there's a little camp going on, and there's all sorts of cool things happening and um yeah getting to understand the wave and you know with the women's event having not been on here for a couple of years it's you know they're soaking up all the knowledge and trying to learn as much as they can and you know so it's um i've been sort of plugged into that um rather than being retired kind of coming in talking about i'm actually in the event so it's kind of a different it's a really powerful useful kind of thing you know if i can drop a few gems on my experience i'm sort of you know not giving them the whole whole deal, but um, yeah, a few little things that have helped me over the time, just sharing my experience, and you know, I think it's, I hope it's been helpful. You know, um, yeah. So, oh, mate, uh, the sage advice you'd have, I can only imagine. I mean, can you can you give us some kind of idea uh, of what the situation's like when you see the horizon go black out there, and uh, just what you're up against at that wave in terms of getting it right and uh, getting high-end scores without getting fucked up. Oh, yeah, it's gnarly. It's just, 
there's nowhere to hide. It's just, it's nuts because the whole world's watching and you've got priority and it's just, <laughs> it's, um, it all comes on you so quick because it comes out of that such deep water and, um, yeah, it's just, you just got to really commit and, you know, I always just tell myself, like, you get the best way of your life and hopefully that overrides the worst wipeout and I uh, just trust my skill and my ability. You know, I make most of my waves and, you know, match the skill with a little bit of, you know, that full commitment and belief in yourself. You know, it sort of yeah, it just comes through, you know. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's totally all in the paddle pretty much. You sort of got to really want it and um, not hesitate. And, um, you know, the wave doesn't rest. Such a sick wave. Fuck, The wave's the beauty, yeah. Wow. It, it, the way you frame that up, mm. it really is the ultimate test in surfing. The the, the pressure is so immense. You know, you got to want it when it's that. Not, like, <laughs> yeah, like the massive set comes and all the, because all the water safety guys start blowing their whistles, like to get all the boats back. So you start hearing the whistles, ah! everyone starts screaming because they can see the set coming. Everyone's going mad. And they're only about 50 feet away from me, I swear, because when you pull out of the barrel, you can just got to like, you can almost like, you do high five the people on the boat. So like, it's there are tourists out there in the whole surf industry and it's just everyone's screaming and the whistles go off and you're just like, fuck, it's a huge one. <laughs> and the, the heavy thing is that like the good ones, all the best ones, you'll notice like, especially in the southwest where that end bowl comes at you, they all look like closeouts. So it's such a head fuck because... If you go one that you think you're going to make, you pull off, you pull down, and then you drop in, and then you like do a bottom turn up or whatever, and it, it sort of comes back on the reef. So you're standing out in front of the barrel, standing there like a clown, going, "I'm not even in the barrel." So <laughs> yeah. really, like to get to really get you know deep and on the foam ball and get a huge score, you, you're basically taking off on a closeout. And some do pull back more than others, and some will run off. So you like, and you're coming into that west ball with so much speed that you can't pull straight, you can't pull through, you just lock and load. You come into that section with going Mach 10 and it's just, that's why it's so nuts. This is balls to the wall. I can't get any more radical. You know what I mean? Like the good one, the good ones are big closeouts and they just wall up to the channel and then somehow the reef sort of kinks around and it comes back. So you always think you're too deep. Mate, that is a, up. that's wild. I mean, the craziest thing about CJ's one that you mentioned before, that giant classy one, is that you know it's, it was one of the greatest mm. paddle waves of his generation. Mate, it was a fucking pocket ride. He barely got tubed. Thing was skits. But uh, oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> that's what you're yeah. up against. So, I mean, just best three point ride of your life. Talking about the barrel, you know. Yeah, trying to get you know a score. Like yeah, that's that's what it takes. You know, I mean, you get any good ways and yeah, if you're happy to get fives we'll do that but I'm not it's not what I'm here for you know and looking at the uh, the women you know first time back at Chopes in ages you know what are they up against and uh, who do you think in that draw has got the medal to get it done I mean Vaheen Fierro's in there she's probably paddled the biggest slabs Vaheen yeah in, uh, in the history of women surfing out there as far as I know yeah, I think Bahane, she's going to be, um, I'm excited to see her performance out there for women surfing 100%. Um, when I was on tour, the women were, it was still stopped for them. So um, I have seen it play out before and um, I've seen chicks charge out there before too. So um, I'm, I'm stoked to see them come back and get the opportunity and be in the same arena and 
know, they proved that at Pipe just how amazing it was for them and how it should be happening. And um, yeah, I'm stoked. You know, I'm a dad to a little daughter, and you know, it's such exciting times for women surfing. Um, and you know, the other person too, I think, Caddy West. She she charges and she's got the skill. You know, I think she'll be hard to beat too. So probably those two girls. Backside, um, Tyler. Tyler goes handbone. She'll she'll be nuts too, depending on what sort of swell and how it plays out. Probably backside, I'd, I'd be putting my money on Tyler. Unreal. Hog, Hog's tips, mate. We're yeah. that fucking frothing dude to see in the comp up against the goat in round one. That's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, Mental, eh? Yeah, the hog dog. So sick, eh? Mate, incredible. It's, uh, I tell you, we've said it about Kelly many times and, you know, just – the ability to perform uh, into your 40s, into now his 50s, but yourself, you're in this conversation as well, man. It's it's completely reimagining what uh, the male physique and body and mind is is capable of. Um, so, mate, you're doing, you know, you're doing God's work. You're uh, paving a paving a, a trail, blazing a trail for fucking all of humankind. Good on you, mate. Fucking pack it, hog. Yeah, no, nah, I'm stoked to hear that. The freaking, I just, yeah, just so much gratitude for the opportunity, and um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, crew inspired. Eh? So, um, yeah, there's been so much support. Eh? It's been gnarly. Phones has been ringing off the hook, and I think people are generally frothing to um see this go down. And um, yeah, I'm going to be going hard. So let's do it. Fucking oath, brother! You're a legend, mate. We're that yeah. excited about this. This is huge. Go on, Hoggy. Dope, boys. Thanks for calling, eh? No worries, Rocking. brother. You fucking take care of yourself and, uh, mate, keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll be tuning in, salivating. Keep a close eye on it, boy. <laughs> Might be worth, worth putting the slight tenor on the hog. Fucking <laughs> 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 tenor for sure. Maybe even a lobby. Uh, Maybe even a lobby on the hog. Lobby, eh? Lob on the hog. Pineapple. Oh, Pineapple. Pine. Oh, it is the tropics. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mental. <laughs> awesome, lads. All right. Take care, brother. Sounds good. Speak to you soon, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good, boys. Thanks for calling. Pure tour nerdism.